Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, uh, we're pretty much pre-capping uh, 2019 Elite Nationals, uh, which if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you're on your way to Nationals doing your travel. So thought I would kind of set the set the scene this week with uh, with Mark uh, Aikman. Mark, how's it going, man? Not bad. I feel like we just had this podcast. It came by really quick, didn't it? <laughs> Yeah, this this year was probably the quickest year of experience because you know there was dread leading up to it all season, and then as soon as it happened, we're already at nationals. Yeah, and I you know I'm almost want to bring up just like the the recap with you and me and how that just completely threw me for a loop. Because I was thinking, you know, I'm I'm riding the elite nationals high experience from my point of view, thinking it was great, everything was perfect, and you were just. Uh, Kind of feeling differently um and obviously you know heavy is the the head that wears the the crown responsibility so um i kind of want to ask uh we be able we who, what kind of mark are we dealing with today happy mark optimistic mark do you get nervous for this kind of stuff now is it like how are you feeling overall i'm not nervous at all I'm, I'm more prepared for it than i have been in years past like personally i'm i'm in a not great place but i think we're uh you know, I, I should state that you know, last year, you know, from the player side, like it, I can see it have being a really fun tournament. But from the organizer side, like it was just a lot of upset people. It was a lot of like, I want to speak to your manager. Uh, <laughs> that's what kind of made it very difficult. But the most difficult thing to stomach was seeing some of the players uh you know kind of treat people badly you know i'm still like frankly really ashamed of how people talked and spoke to jake last year um so much so that like you know like i was reluctant we didn't hire him at all for the west this season rather you know i ran the west and you know he's he's not hired this year for nationals like you know we have a bigger board this year we're gonna share the load but like i hope that people can actually treat someone with respect like you know if there's a question about the rules there's a there's a there's a way that it can be brought up without it being accusatory or this is the dumbest ever like you know every problem you need a solution rather than you know if you just keep complaining about the problem and you're not looking for a solution then nothing gets fixed am i right yeah i think i even tried to push the phrase like focus on the solution not the problem last year yeah i mean you'd be surprised like because steve you were around at the beginning like you know, if two teams had a problem, they could get together with the refs and then like they could find an amicable solution. Like, you know, I feel like over the years, it's teams more digging their heels in and then they require someone like me or Vince or someone else to be like, come mediate. And it's like, you know, like, let's be rational human beings here. And let's say, you know what, let's, let's just say, hey, you know, redo, let's both be safe and, and, and continue play. Cause you know, the more we argue and stand around doing nothing, the more it puts everybody behind, it puts other pools behind. And then all of a sudden, you know, we've got to start cutting 
rounds and then people get upset about, you know, oh, well, we didn't get to play that team. It just, it snowballs from there. So, you know, it'd be one thing if people were, you know, kind of, you know, realize like this isn't the Olympics, you know, it's as much as we'd like it to be. And it, it is nationals, but at the same time, like, you know, cooler heads prevail. Like yeah. as long as we're acting like an adult, we're not throwing little temper tantrums. And as long as we're not like, yeah, you know, I, I want to say like, you know, be a good sport, but also like, you know, something I've, I've, I've seen this year is there's no humility in victory anymore. Or like, I, I don't know if you see that. So um, I've, it's not enough to win. You've got to like dab on them. Now you got to teabag them. That's going on. What? That's actually going on. Or are you just like, as an example? No, like, it, it had, I mean, I've seen a lot of teams. Like it's one thing to like cheer with your team, but then sometimes like some teams taunt the others and it's just, it's not fun for anybody at that point. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, I only, I only got to see uh round three cause I missed rounds one and two. And there, there were definitely from my perspective, some teams just kind of like, Hey, you know, this is a weird call. Let's just play dodgeball. Hey, you're, you're still in or, you know, there, there's definitely a lot of that. Um, again, looking at it through, through my, my limited area, um, as far as like teams dumping on each other, um, I haven't seen that too much, but again, this is just my perspective. I'm not looking at it as a whole, like you might be, but, um, I don't know. I could, I can kind of go either way. Um, definitely maybe from some of the clips I've seen like, yeah, okay. There's a little bit more showboating for lack of better words. People are just getting a little more excited, but, yeah. um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not really sure where I stand on that just yet, but maybe I'll see some little bit different uh, this year. And it's kind of like every time we have these these conversations, it's like I keep forgetting um, my version is just a small part of everybody else's experience. So while I might be riding pretty high, like I was last year, from from everything that was um, taking place and and around me, um, yours is very different, and so. One of the things I kind of wanted to start off the bat with was just um, for people that are listening, you know, before, hopefully before nationals, like what is the one thing people can do uh, to help make this event smooth and a great experience as a whole for everybody, not just, you know, me and my little bubble. Um, You kind of said like cool minds or cool heads win, but uh, is it just attitude adjustments or just remembering that this is a community and this is fun or like what would would be the one thing that could could help you the most? I would say those things. you know, cooler heads would always make things better for everybody. Um, I, I think, you know, as long as there's like a, a rational discussion in terms of like if there's a rules discrepancy or if there's a player discrepancy or something, like not to go hit the nuclear button every time. Right. Um, the other thing I would say is, you know, people like it when they're playing games. Like, no one very few people complain about having played too many games so the biggest thing is like that's always the most helpful is like have your captain or your designated schedule person like keep you on track where you need to be like because if we're running around yelling like trying to find people to make sure they're over at their court uh you know it gets everybody behind and they play less games so 
you know, when you're done playing, check where you need to be. If you need to be refing on court two, like get court two, because as the ref, you're the one that starts the game. Like, you know, the players would be waiting on you, but if you're the ref and you want to start the game, you can start the game. So I'd really just implore people to like, you know, know where they need to be. And as long as they're keeping, as long as they're doing that, like, we're going to play a lot of games. You're going to get all the dodgeball you paid for. You really are. And then some, what was, what was the number 1252 is the total amount of round robin games that will be taking place. So yeah, for all that's the divisions. round robin. So there's 1252 best two out of threes. So, you know, double that for the minimum amount of matches that need to take place. And then was it like times that by six for how many outs would need to happen for if every game was a perfect game. Um, you know, you, I think you could easily double, triple that if you consider that like most games get down to like a two on one or a three on one to finish. And then that still doesn't even account for like, you would say an average of one catch happens per match. So yeah, I think you're probably looking at like 40 to 50,000 outs this weekend. That's crazy. And so just, you know, meandering, lollygagging, doing stuff that's just going to delay the game on the ref's perspective or the captains or the teams, or I got to go take a dump. Uh, just not planning where I need to be is going to, the seconds add up, I imagine, to uh, to hours. And as you kind of said earlier, with teams arguing, you're just kind of, you're kind of in a way screwing over the people after you, um, giving them their, their shot to, to play whatever well, matches that they want to. Not the, only the, it's just not screwing over the people after you. It's, it's screwing off the, 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 the rest of the people in your pool because they've got to wait till your game gets finished. Yep. You know, the way we run things is that you, you know, in a specific pool, you've got to finish every game in that round before you move to the next one. Cause if you, if you move on before it's finished, all of a sudden you've screwed up the ref schedule. And so now like, Hey, we need this team over there. They're supposed to be playing. Well, it's like, well, they, they, they were behind because there was a, a rule discrepancy. And so, you know, it kind of affects everything. Yeah. Yeah. Still though. I mean, it's, I, I still feel, I don't know what this, I don't really understand the saying. I look at it through rose, rose colored lenses, but just from what I've experienced in the past pre elite, like it, it's still one of the, if not the best uh, event out there. And uh, I do want to focus, I don't want to say like on the negative, but just like the, cause I get a lot of crowdsource questions and it's, who knows where this is going to go, but I, I do want to keep it somewhat concise under maybe 45 minutes now. But I did want to ask some, some of these questions because this is something that I've been, I don't say like catching window, but I've been hearing uh, a lot um, from, from different people. But I uh, just want to kind of give you this opportunity to kind of just air it out now for those that are genuinely curious or, or may have caught this vibe. But the first question was, um, when will Elite actually grow? And uh, the follow-on question is, when will it become recognized as the highest form of competitive dodgeball? So I guess the, the first part is, when will Elite actually grow? So have you experienced growth? Is that something you can kind of comment on? Uh, and forgive me for being... Like, I don't want to come off all year, but like, look at how many teams are registered. It's more this year than the last year and the year before and the year before and the year before and the year before. We've grown every single year. So the idea that we haven't grown is kind of ridiculous. We have 48 teams in open last year. We had, I think, 44. 
So, you know, it's still like four more teams. Like we didn't have a, a, a great turnout this year for the East coming to nationals, but North is coming out. South is coming out strong. West is coming out strong, but like, let's think, let's, let's think about it. So in the West coast, we had 22 teams in the West uh, and open. And then in uh, the North, we had 17 which is more than last year. And the West is more than last year. And then in the South, we had as many as 12 to 14 at some time at some rounds, which is and historically a, a region that only had eight. And then in the East, we had as many as 20 to 21 in, in open. Those numbers were all bigger. Um, we made the switch to co-ed no sting this year and kaboom, we have many more teams um look we have 49 in nationals for co-ed no sting um women's uh we had 16 in the west we had we had between four and six in the south which is a great showing we had you know the six to seven in the east and then we we finally brought a women's division to the north so this idea that there's no growth is ridiculous and um you know there's a there's a dead organization that keeps bringing that up uh internationally saying oh nobody plays elite like they haven't grown in years well who's saying that you do two minutes of research on google and you'll find you'll figure it out (laughs) who's saying that or just that there's actual growth oh our old friend has been saying that internationally yeah he's one to talk um I'm trying not to let this go there because of the thread that thanks to Debbie Benedetto discovering, um, we can maybe say that for, well, for post elite. Just one small tangent. You oh, know, sure. what's funny is I talked to two players, young guns on thieves, some two, two players on thieves this Wednesday. And they were like, you know, Hey, like what's the deal with the NDL? And it is, has like, you know, is that going to be like a, a fun tournament? And, you know, it was kind of like a super shock is like, there's an entire generation that's, that makes up probably a quarter of all the players we have now that have no clue the kind of struggle and what we had to do to distance ourselves from it. Cause remember there used to be a time where like, they would make you sign a contract that you couldn't play any other tournaments, but theirs. Yeah. Now there's, 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 there's a whole cognitive dissonance of, of, about like, they have no clue. And it's a shame because like, you know, I'd hate to see history repeat itself. (laughs) That's one of my biggest fears, uh, especially when I see this pop up and yeah, I know I'm, I'm trying to hold myself from, from doing this. So I'm just going to kind of tease this out. So we, we kind of talked about this in the OG panel last year. Um, but I, I reached out to Sergio, uh, Serge Ferrari, and he and I are going to just air just a straight up mini-sode on the issues that we had with the NDL. That way, he just he cuts through the... Oh, count me in. I give zero about being PC anymore. <laughs> with the F-bomb. All right. Um, yeah, so it, we'll we'll just, you know, enough with the OG stories. We'll, we'll keep that in its own separate yeah. product, but we'll we'll just go straight into why there's an issue that way when people like these kids that you're talking about don't understand why, you know, they can at least hear 
our collective side and, and understand that it's, it's not just something as petty as like the threat of another organization. It's there, there's a legitimate history of just being screwed over time and again. And if you, even if you hear like, um, in some of these interviews, like, um, like Brody and Billy and people that their first experience with the NDL, they're like, man, we paid so much money to be in this weird tournament. Um, we just talked about this with the OG panel, the North discussion part two or part mm-hmm. one, I think. Um, so it's, it's a common theme. It's not just a Mark Vince Glenn thing. It's, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But, um, so that, that was your first question. The first question is like, when will Italy actually grow? I guess this person needs to define what their, version of growth means like does it grow in competitive teams does it grow in regions does it grow in because if you're just talking raw numbers which is as simple as this question is then yeah it it is growing um it grew in exactly those factors the number of competitive teams in each region and the kind of in the divisions like we even grew in divisions this year (laughs) yeah so i mean i'm curious to know what their what their vision of growth really is that might actually help, but we'll just move on to the next question. And that was, um, let's see, when will Elite move to a business model that allows them to book gyms in a reasonable, in a reasonable advance and when will payouts come out in a reasonable time? So we kind of talked about that one offline, but yeah, go for it. No, 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 it's all right. So, I mean, we moved to a, a larger board and we separated jobs this year. Um, you know, truthfully, what, what caused the delay in payouts this year was a number of factors. One, I extricated myself from the financials this year. Um, last year, we went about four, four to five grand uh, over budget. Um, something that we didn't catch last year was that the the registration system took 3%. So at the end of the year, when we were ready to pay players, uh, you know, we got an, we had, you know, the five grand ready to pay everybody. And we got a message from the nationals gym from Minneapolis. And they were like, oops, we forgot to cash the check. So we're going to do that now. All of a sudden we were missing five grand that we didn't realize was taken out in, in fees over the course of the year. And so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take ownership of it. And I've, uh, I've had to recoup that cost by working a second job. Yeah. It's, it's all things people don't see. Sorry. I'll, I'll answer the question. So, uh, (laughs) what, what, what we're trying to do right now is, is actually do a schedule system, but people need to realize like for nobody in elite, is this their actual job? that nobody gets paid it is a volunteer basis so it's been a matter of of you know trying to find that time and you know i i lost my job in may and it was because of dodgeball um and and so i've had more time to get some of these things done now but unfortunately it doesn't keep a roof over my head and then you know other people have had personal things you know people are getting married people are you know working lives to keep a yeah they're having their own lives so now you know no one was more frustrated than me with the gym situation last year um you know it was it was something where we didn't expect the growth we had from last year to this year and so you know that's why we really weren't able to go to the same gyms 
that we had done in the past is because we needed bigger gyms. And uh, so that it was, it was a matter of trying to find those things. And we had tried to set up a system with getting, um, you know, cities to, to, to bid for events. And what we found out, we were started to deal with, you know, government entities, which don't work at a fast pace. Like I personally like working at a pace where I can call a gym and it's a private gym and I can say, Hey, do you have this free? No. Okay. What can be done to make it free up for us? Whereas like when you're dealing with a government organization and they're getting us the gym, you know, it takes a week for them to like get a contact and then another week for them to negotiate and then another week just to get me a contract and then another week to finalize payment. <laughs> so all of a sudden a month and a half has gone by and something that normally took me, you know, one to two days, including research. So, you know, luckily we're already on board trying to get the venues for next year already now. Nice. And you're, yeah, the government, um, moves very slowly in many, oh many, my God. many ways. Yeah. So that's <laughs> unfortunately, if you are all about now urgency as soon as possible, um, government's not the way to go. It's all about, uh, private, but, um, Again, this is these are all I, I think to an extent um, somewhat valid questions, mostly because people aren't in your shoes, um, you or the board members. They don't see the higher level things and intricacies and problems that come with you know this responsibility and this coordination and just the fact that as you said earlier, this is not a paid gig. Like this is not how you make your money and put the roof over your head, you know. And, and um, life happens. So um, there's just a lot that I think. Um, people expect um there's a lot that elite does deliver it's for again for me speaking on 14 15 years however long i've been playing um it's it's still doing very well um i just think the expectation sometimes does not agree with reality um as much as we want it to but um speaking of boards and and help and and whatnot the the other question was how do you actually appoint people to the board and apply rather than just people who you think from each region so i don't it's kind so, of a hard question, but I, I think you can you kind of get the question from that. I, I kind of get the idea. Like, so last year at, after the end, when we were all kind of burnt out, um, we, we figured out that we needed more people, uh, you know, cause at the time it was Tim Wells, me, Glenn and Vince and, you know, uh, all, that's shouldering a lot of burden. And then we were silly to, you know, sit there and think that like we were doing, you know, we get, we get no credit for what we're trying to do with the women's division. Um, but like we needed to do better by them. And so we needed to have a, a larger female presence and we needed to have, you know, a larger presence in general um, in each region. And so, we expanded the board for, you know, Ali Bustamante was a great, great addition here in the West. She has owned the women's division and she helps being that conduit, you know, they're, the women are more comfortable, you know, you know, telling, telling her like, 
what they need, what they see, what they would like to have, you know, how can, how can the experience be better for them to her rather than to me? Because for some reason, people are afraid to talk to me directly. So at least we now have, you know, Allie and she's, she's done an incredible job, you know, running those, those divisions this year. And then in the North, you know, with Glenn now living full-time in the West and him stepping down from elite and to, you know, segueing into just being a player. Uh, you know, we had Tony and Colin in the North and they've done a wonderful job, um, you know, making sure that like, there's no drop off in quality in the North. And like I said, I can't say it enough. Like they've done an amazing job. Colin has, has done, um, some amazing stuff kind of helping us keep all organized, like in terms of the, um, the spreadsheets or the, the schedules, like, you know, we don't have to sit there and count matches or anything like that. We just plug it all into our system and it pops out the, the seating and, you know, on the, on the East, you know, we, we finally formally, you know, added a Amanda and, you know, she runs the, the East with, with Tim and she's done an amazing job. And Tim is, you know, always does a great job of, you know, handling the East. And then in the South, we, you know, we had Anthony Miller and Alicia join us in the South because we really need to build that region. And, you know, so we, when we set out to, you know, approach people, you know, we had had people reach out to us something that they were passionate and they wanted to have a hand in. So, you know, we kind of vetted them and with the idea of like, you know, is this person going to be able to like stand in front of the firing line, uh, you know, of questions and comments and, <laughs> and whatnot. And then, uh, you know, do they show like a willingness to like, you know, there's people who talk about doing things and then there's people who do things and unfortunately, the people who will sit there and do things, you can count on one hand in this entire community. Um, the rest just talk about, oh, why isn't it here? Why isn't it there? Well, no one else is doing it. Um, and so we try to put together a group of people who, you know, Allie's no problem grabbing the bullhorn and telling people, you need to be here now. Uh, you know, any one of those people, you know, they're, they're great at being able to like control the situation, listen to comments, you know, formulate a plan. And, you know, ultimately they all need to be problem solvers. Uh, Cause like we said earlier, like if you're not trying to solve the problem, then all you're doing is just delaying the inevitable. Yeah. Just making noise. Um, yep. Yeah. No, that's, um, when you listen off these names and, you know, I'm looking at hearing about it and recaps from various panels. Um, I'm not going to say it checks out cause duh, it does, but, um, I hear a lot of shout outs to those individuals from people from that region saying, thank you to so-and-so for doing this and running that division or, or helping step up and huge kudos to this and all that. So I hope they are like, I, I really hope they are commending them because they've done a great job this year. I, you know, I know that there's been problems at some events with some of the weirdest, weirdest things like not being able to live stream because the Richmond didn't give us a publicity contract 
uh, and then like West Coast, like Long Beach, just outright refusing us to have any spectators and stuff like that. Like some things they just, they caught us by surprise, you know, like at the end of the day, like we're, we sometimes encounter things that, you know, we can't quite, um, you know, account for, and then we've got to find a way around it and find a way through it. And so like, you know, everyone on that board this year has been great at problem solving and getting things done. Yeah. It's, I think, I think there's just a lot of stuff you just can't plan ahead for. Um, you just get a lot of curveballs. I mean, you do your best. Um, I mean, I, one of the coolest things that OCS ever taught me was just like, Hey, you're sometimes your best plans are just going to go to crap the second you step off and, and, and do it. And you just got to be flexible and you can't just account for everything. And to have a group of people that can, that can, like you said, be problem solvers and, and self-starters and doers, uh, to help you mitigate that stuff, um, is, is crucial. And most people honestly just want to play dodgeball and call it a day. And that's, that's totally fine. But for the people that are, you know, questioning, why don't we have this? Why don't we have that? It's, well, we're still at that point where we need a lot of people to volunteer and step up. Otherwise, um, you know, what we have right now is what it's going to be. And it, eventually it's going to continue to grow, but maybe not the pace you want, but do something about it instead of being uh, disparaging. Yeah. Over a hundred tournaments here. I don't think I've ever had a perfect tournament. Yeah. Um, There's always been something, you know, whether it's a, whether it's an injury or a, mechanical failure or the ac exploded or tv has been shattered there's always something yeah i remember one time i uh, held held a tournament in tucson and people are complaining about the uh the glare from one of the windows and it's like oh my god i had yeah. someone message me this year telling me that i should start purchasing ways to shade courts yeah when, when we have millions of dollars in the bank sure uh, from now on, Mark, why can't you just block out the sun? Let, let's get let's, that taken care of. Let, let's, yeah. <laughs> uh, people. Um, well, the, the last question, then, then we'll move into some some of the funner questions. I just want to kind of front load the the bad for, well, not the bad, but just like the, I guess, the sobering. Um, and I, I do kind of have some agreement with this question because this has come out in, in some panels and side discussions and offline conversations, but... The question is, when will elite be elite again? And I, I think we both know what it means, but just for anyone that's listening, the what I'm getting out of this is just elite used to be invite only, used to be the best of the best. So I'm thinking this person wants to know when we'll go to that, where you have teams like um, Rise and uh, Crisis and um, Anarchy and all these outsiders, all these fantastic, phenomenal teams, but then you have teams that are brand new or still kind of making that transition from rec to competitive. Um, that's my interpretation of this question. Um, I don't know if that's what the, what you got out of it, but what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, sooner than you think. And then it, it had to be either catch them or, or surge, but, uh, yeah, sooner than you think. Yeah. And so, so this person asked the first question, when will elite actually grow? But then when will we go back to being elitist? So it's like, what? Yeah, that's, that's a, say, if that's you a want hole. it to be elite is only the elite. It's going to be the number, the numbers will be absolutely decimated. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to go back to one room gymnasiums, 
<laughs> so eight teams, elite twelve. Um, yeah, as a, as a matter of fact, it might get smaller if you do it that way. Yeah, and the the thing I just realized right now, um, and we'll we'll probably save this for the NDL conversation as well, was just that that's how you started. I, I think that's what all you and Vince wanted when this began was just, hey, let's invite like the top performing teams right now, have ourselves like a little you know, like friends only poker tournament type deal. Yeah. But because of the freaking uh, vacuum, yeah. I guess, or the, the, the gap that the NDL left, you guys decided to expand your reach and provide better dodgeball for everybody that wanted it. Wasn't it wasn't even so. that the NDL left. Like, the NDL was still doing their things. The problem is is that they were doing it once a year, and then people wanted more. Yeah. The other thing is people wanted it better organized. They wanted it actually, when you played a game, it counted towards seeding instead of pulling it out of a hat. Yeah, that was that's my argument for the. Hey, you want to know how 2013 went? Uh, we chose seeding from a hat, so that's how I knew NDL was done. Yeah. I'm but, done being the bigger man anymore. Yeah, um, maybe not vacuum was the right word. It just it left a lot to be desired. So, but we'll we'll kind of pocket that and, and move on to some of the other questions, and we'll talk about that during uh, our our fun time with uh, with Surge. So, yeah. um. And if anybody else wants to be part of that, maybe send me a message and we'll talk it out. But um, All right. it should be fun. Let's rapid fire these. Okay, so going into the crowdsource questions, uh, Emilio Villis asks, um, he states rather, he's one of my dodgeball teens fans and he'll be the head referee of my upcoming graphic novel. Uh, my question to him is, what is the best part of making Elite? So let's focus on the positive. What is the best part of doing what you do? There's like a single five minute window at nationals that I actually enjoy. And it's when I don't have to do a speech anymore. And I literally just go, all right, everybody go and drink. And, you know, I can sit there and say, everybody is here because of this one thing that I sacrifice for. That's it. Yeah. It's a good feeling, um, bringing people together from all corners of the nation, all personalities, all backgrounds, uh, to, to play dodgeball, have some fun, um, that you make that happen. So that's, that's, that's gotta be a good feeling. Um, and it's, I'm sure it's quick before the shots come and, uh, all kinds of good stuff. But, uh, Markel Stokes asked, are you ready? You had answered the most prepared I've ever been. And I just said 1252 cause I'm trying, I think I was trying to make like a mental note, like, yeah ignore my comment there but yeah um yeah no i'm i'm very ready uh you know like i said i lost my job so rather than me try and sneak out to nationals and sneak back in you know i i this might be the first time i actually get to enjoy one of the cities like at vegas it was driving up friday like thursday night and then same with New Orleans was getting in like the night before and Boston was the same and Minneapolis was the same. So this time I'm actually leaving on Wednesday rather than getting there, you know, Thursday night and going from the airport to the gym to set up. So that's what I'm doing. Going and get there Wednesday I, night so I, I can think enjoy I'm myself. I'm actually going to get to enjoy like, and that's the thing is like, I never get to partake in any of like the baseball games or the, the fair last year or like bourbon street i got to like oh, sunday God. night and then someone threw a bottle at me from the, <laughs> the balcony that was cool 
that was a, a nice thank you from the players. Yeah. But that was a player that did that or you just you don't yeah, know? Yeah, it was a player that did it. Oh, lovely. Yeah. That's cool. Um by cool it, it's definitely not whoever that was. Um Abdul Saeed asks or states, you mentioned in last year's pre national podcast it was the biggest tournament you've ever organized in terms of number of games. Based off the picture you posted today with over 1,200 round-robin games alone, Elite has grown a lot in a year. I'll just I'll just reread that real quick. Elite has grown a lot in a year. Where do you see the organization in five years, and what plans do you have to make every Nationals bigger than the last? Oof. Um, uh, this year's will obviously be the biggest we've ever had. Um, like I said, we've got... Uh, 48 open 8.5, 40 open no sting, 22 women's teams in each division, 39 co-ed 8.5, 49 co-ed no sting, 17 pinch, two all-star games, um, you know, both showdowns. There's the, it's, it's a big tournament. Uh, we had good growth this year. Um, it was just enough to like where it made it a necessity to like get bigger venues, unfortunately. Um, so it was, uh, it's a lot of growth. Where do I see it in five years, man? I didn't see it this big five years ago either. So, uh, right. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't think. I don't know. I'll help you out with this one like this, but bigger and, uh, more, more help and, uh, more teams, more divisions. So boom, we'll just keep that simple. Um, Eric Tillman's asked a really weird question. I'll just leave it to the people that want to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll just move on to miles Garner. What's that? Said good to him for paying attention. (laughs) Anyways, are you, uh, a, are you a Warhammer fan? Number of games for players playing in all five divisions. Wait, hold on. Are you are you a Warhammer fan? Is that where this is from? Yeah. I'm not going to go any further. We'll, we'll talk about that in person, maybe. But yeah. Miles <laughs> uh, Gardner, what's the number of, of games for players playing in all five? Miles, why would you ask that? Unless you're going to do it, I guess. Do, do you have that number? Well, uh, let's see. In open, you're going to be in pools of 12. So there's 11 games uh you know 12 games if you exit first um open no sting there's 40 so uh 10 10 team pools so there's nine games 10 games if you exit early uh pinch is going to be a single pool so there's a possibility of 16 games uh i i i doubt it'll get that far because people will be dead by then um Coed no sting is 13 team pools. Um, and then coed 8.5 is, um, yeah, 13 team pools. So, you know, you have a, you have a chance to play like a, a legitimately a lot of games. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Miles, uh, you masochist, if you're going to do all this, I want to hear about it. Um, Matt Giovinco asked, anything new in store for next year? I was thinking we might want to save that one for the recap or another time, uh, 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 unless you uh, got it. Next year, 
potentially there could be a, an enormous amount of changes um, just in terms of you know organization and and yeah organization so there will be changes then it 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 as of right now no there needs to be you know a larger board mem meeting about the direction and the direction will always include 8.5 and no sting what about pinch i'm asking That's for uh i'm asking for michael riley there pinch isn't going anywhere like there's this fear that pinch goes away but pinch is what feeds the north and the east you know it's those college kids that graduate that still have a desire to play dodgeball rather than getting a phd in dodgeball um and they can come play elite and we'll still allow pinch i mean this year we saw a a, a decrease in in pinch teams in the north but what that allowed us to do is say we'll still have pinch but we'll also provide co-ed no sting at the same time so you can play pinch or you can play co-ed no sting gotcha. we're not going to make you choose well you just play what you want so fair enough which a lot of uh pinch players are probably happy to hear that um so miles garner also asks are we any closer to a premier uh division with a and b if so do we have an estimated timeline of when it'll happen? Alan Thomas says uh, this times a thousand. I think he's really ready to go into that B division. So that's probably what he's excited for. But to be continued. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've I think we kind of alluded to the possibility of that last year. So I know it's definitely something that's kind of on the radar. Um, no boy. Felix Peroni asks, would you rather uh, spend three days in a stationary Toyota Camry in a parking lot with four members of Dynasty, your choice, except one of them has to be Austin, uh, I don't know if that's Deeks or, um, oh, Austin Morley, um, and yes, you will be fed and watered appropriately, or make out with Kevin Bailey for three hours, but both of you have to keep your eyes open the entire time except to blink, and Kevin hasn't brushed his teeth in a few days. Well, I'd say that I'd rather do the three days in a Toyota Camry because, you know, hilarity can ensue. And besides, Kevin just strikes me as a really terrible kisser. Hmm. Not going to go there. I'll just, you know, sure, if you say so. <laughs> three days stationary in a Toyota Camry, I mean. He looks like he keeps his eyes open when he kisses anyways. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you, Felix. I, I appreciate that. You're welcome for that. Felix. Never going to see Kevin the same again. You know, I barely know this kid. Um, Colin O'Brien, um, he just wanted to chime in. He said, that's too easy. Jalen and Trevor are easy picks. So I guess they're kind of advocating for who gets to be in a Camry with you. So, And I cussed out Felix for being hilarious. But um, I'm more concerned if the Camry has air conditioning. Ooh, yeah, that's probably important. You do get free food and water, so I, I kind of like being fed for three days and having to do yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I don't mind three days in a car. Yeah. I'll have a lot better than trying to, like, yeah. Uh, Whitney Pittman asks, uh, what was the biggest takeaway from playing in the South? And the I guess, South, oh, the South is the only thing that keeps me invigorated. Like, they're just genuinely nice people they it, like we were talking about earlier like there's a matter where like if something comes up they're more likely to be like it's okay 
we're over it. Let's just play on. Rather than like, I need to see your manager. So there's just something where it's still fun in the South. So I was going to ask, did, did no you... No one's throwing a temper tantrum like some of the players in the West that like when they melt down like there's none of that in the south um yeah it's just it's just genuinely a a better level-headed region because everybody's kind of more of a family if you will i mean yeah and, the... and, and and don't get me wrong west players i don't want you to go to the south at all like i'd like to enjoy the south so <laughs> don't take it yeah the um i mean the hashimoto's and uh von kelly and all them like they're all just one big fan. like they can i think we're talking about it in a podcast they're gonna be able to field like three teams in a couple of years um so they literally are a family and um was it round two where i think eli's uh family members were bringing brisket or whatever like that was so cool. Oh, so yeah, sad. I Eli Moreno's family came and sold brisket sandwiches. Good God, it was amazing. And Frito pie with brisket. Oh, yeah, I'm hungry already. Like that came out of nowhere, and it was like, we don't get anything like this in the West. Rather, everybody just tries to sneak in White Claw. Oh God, we had to say White Claw. Yeah, right. I'm not gonna acknowledge White Claw for the next couple days as best I can. Yeah um well speaking of eli um he i guess he i was about to ask the same question of whitney and um actually before i get to eli's question so i did want to comment or i was asking rather so obviously the south gives you an opportunity to enjoy your own product right like you can go in there you can play and you can have a good time even make all-stars like so like you said that kept you alive kept you going but that's your that's your chance to play dodgeball and not have to worry about being being mark right well it was also something where like you know the it doing what we do running this is incredibly taxing on your on your mental side just like if you're just the punching bag all year it sucks and so you rarely get to enjoy some of it and so like you know in the years past like we've sent glenn to run the round or tim to run the round and they just come back going like holy crap like that was enjoyable Hmm. and it kind of like it's like the Lazarus pit, if you will, where it just, it, it reinvigorates you just because like, it's how people should act. There's something about to like, you know, the, the trope is, you know, Southern hospitality, but like, it's real. I've been invited many times by, um, Alicia and, uh, I want to throw a beer bottle at you after. <laughs> Well, that was the South, so right, those New Orleans. Yeah, but it wasn't a South player. No, I still can't believe that was an actual player. That that's really crappy. But uh, yeah, I keep getting invited to go down there, and I'm going next year just to experience it. But um, speaking of, so when you when they made the announcements, I actually want to get this off my chest. Um, when you made they made the made the All Star announcements, and we saw you on there, I know you took a lot of flack, and I thought a lot was just like in in good humor. At least my comment was where I said. Um, Oh, it's just like, you know, when the coaches pick their kid to be the all-star, that was a complete joke. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. I, I didn't oh, mean that to be well, disparaging. So so what people don't understand is I've actually never had anything to do with all-stars in the entirety for history uh, of elite. Like Glenn handled all-stars and he handles it privately. 
this year Colin handled it and he handled it privately. So when, uh, was it like two Mondays ago? Uh, so it was the Sunday night and Colin had given the winners to Vince and Vince had made the graphics to give us to like take a look at and proof, but right. we still messed up uh, someone's name. And I saw myself on there and I enjoyed it for about all of 10 seconds before realizing this is going to suck tomorrow. Yeah. Because, well, because no one let me enjoy winning showdown in the West, what, three years ago. And they watched me play and defeat everybody. And then, you know, going you know this year has been like you know it's been particularly tough just like i said personally and, and professionally but the one thing that i've got going for me is like i've put myself in some of the best shape of my life and that came out in terms of of play and so as soon as that happened it was like of course you know, people aren't congratulating each other like they're clowning on each other. And the problem is, is that like what people don't realize is that in my position, like people send me screen caps, whether I ask for it or not. And, and 99%, I'm not asking for it. Uh, they send me screen caps of what people really say, like in their private messages and their private things. And so like, I see what these people really say about me. Huh but I just choose to brush it off and be above it. And, you know, maybe that's why I'm so bitter, but you know, it, it's, and then to see like that just jump on me, I just shut my phone off and I was like, fuck this. Like I, I, I wish someone else had gotten the nomination instead of me. Yeah. Well, that's my bad, man. Like you and me go back for years. Um, I've imprinted upon you. Um, he hit me in the face. Like I figured it was just a joke, but then I realized the the bigger, like, I guess, I guess I, a consequence of it was like, oh crap, I probably shouldn't have said anything. So that was, that was my fault. It's a, it's the position I'm in. Like no one will ever let me earn anything. You know, like look at Jake, like the way people talk about Jake in terms of like his ability, Jake's been playing for years. You know, like if you sleep on him, he's going to beat you. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's been a couple of times this year where someone slept on him and guess what? He took out the team just by himself and, and they pay him no respect because you know, oh, it's Jake and they do the same thing for me. It's, it is what it is. So it just, you know, it sucks. It's the position you're in. Yeah. The way I see it though, it's not like. You're not Ed Prentice. You're not claiming yourself to be on Team USA because you are grossly unqualified that's, that's and in charge. I, like that's, honestly, I feel like people have forgotten. Like I was saying, is like people don't realize. Like you know, I'm not putting myself on on any of these things, and so yeah. Well, where 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 one guy wouldn't even play all year, and then he's on Team USA. Like okay. <laughs> Or the first, oh man, okay, I guess multiple, <laughs> There's multiple versions of that, and it's not me. Yeah. Uh, you I, know, I, whatever, organ pinpoint an organization, and you'll you'll see it. And yeah. so it, it just sucks, you know. 
I think the, I think the better of us understand that. Um, but yeah, moving on. Oh, who cares about anybody's feelings? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So Eli, going back to him, he said, in your opinion, uh, how have the UDC only players switching to the impacted the past year overall? Um, and he asked for some pros and cons, but, uh, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, Overall, it's been really positive. Um, Ascension came in from being Toon Squad, and you know they took uh, you know second place in in both divisions in the South. Um, those guys are, are are just genuinely great to be around. Um, they're not so good at the after party part, um, they're, but they're getting there. And some of them are too young, so we'll we'll give them a mulligan on that. Um, and we have some of the guys from like impact and, and, and those teams in the East. And even like, even though brick squad is, is kind of broken up and they're scattered amongst teams, like genuinely good guys. Uh, all, all in all, it's, it's been a, a, a major plus. Uh, it's definitely brought some new arms into it. There's been a learning curve for them. Uh, we had kill the comp come out this year and they, they made it to, three rounds unfortunately they're not coming to nationals but uh you know they got to see like a level of talent that like they didn't really get to see before um let's call a spade a spade you know an elite team won every single year of nationals or udc every single one yeah so um well it is it is good to see some transition from UDC to elite. It's good to know that there is a home for people that want to play in UDC or from UDC. It's not, uh, it's not the end of the world that, uh, this, this fell apart. And, um, like you said, Ascension, um, alpha comes to mind. There's a couple players too, that, that made that, uh, crossover. So it's, it's good that there's a place for them and that that wasn't lost entirely. Um, Joe DeFuria asks, how often do you want to murder us? I don't. Fair enough. I, I, I like I, I legitimately don't. I just want people to act like adults. I'm, I I don't want to be the only adult in the room. Fair enough. Um, let's see. Might skip a couple just in the interest of time. Uh, I see one from Connor Heelan yeah. on a scale of one to ten. How much will he miss me? Um, that's a bagel, buddy. Well, how much will you miss him? I think. No. That's, yeah. How much will you miss him? Bagel. Bagel. Okay. <laughs> Chad Landrum, do you use a calculator for all of your math problems in your own head or, or do you use your head? Do you use a calculator or your head to calculate these problems? Yeah. I don't know where this is coming from, Chad. We've got a program for it. <laughs> Freaking Chad. Uh, Katie Sanchez asks, uh, what changes have they made to elite that have been successful? What changes have they tried that haven't? So that's kind of a cool question. So, um, I thought was successful this year was going to the day and a half tournament in the West. Uh, you know, I was worried about having, you know, less time to get back home, but I genuinely thought like it was more enjoyable in terms of having, you know, an 8.5 and a no sting division on day one. And then the co-ed on day two, uh, I actually really enjoyed that. It was fun for me. Um, I'm trying to think like what other major changes uh, I, I personally am not a fan of the uh, 
taking away suicides. <laughs> That'll be, that's a nice inside joke for the South. People. Yeah, I think you heard the hard way or you found out the hard way. Or... Yeah, that sucked <laughs> for me. That was an embarrassing moment. Um, but it, to be fair, I thought he was yelling at me because I did a suicide. Like I wasn't allowed to suicide at all. Oh yeah, no, like, no, man, I I'm good. He was Just yelling argue. at me because <laughs> you're wrong. Running back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this guy's crazy. What's he talking about? I, I did this correct. I am right. Yeah, I was like, it's <laughs> totally legal. It's just the me not staying in is not illegal anymore. <laughs> oh, it's good times. Um, so some successful changes. Uh, any that come to mind that maybe not have been so successful? Um, recently? Like in this year, I think the changes that we made were good. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't think there's anything that's been like woefully bad except for like when we included a a men's foam division like two years ago. It was that was an incredibly bad idea. It did not pan mess. out. Everybody hated all the things. Yeah, I mean, try some things. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, I can't really think of anything. Um, I yeah, foam is it's own thing, but uh, I I can't think of any like serious flops. But um, moving on to my questions, um, I decided to jump in in case I forgot these uh, prior. Do you think we have seen the next generation of players surface? Meaning the the ones that are like how we used to look to like the greats of I guess our generation. Like, do you think the next generation player is is here now? Like we've seen them. Absolutely, um, I I think you look at players like Eli and his brother Mickey. You look at a player like Xander, or um, you know, Allen and Tony on Thieves. Um, you look at any of the young guns coming up from, uh, you know, the college ranks in the north, and then you look at some of the, you know, the new players like Jeff Giovinco from the east, and then you look at, you know, some of those guys coming in from the UDC ranks. Like we've absolutely the next generation's here, like, and very soon they are going to be winning. Yeah, I see that happening. As well, for, uh, I, dodgeball is just going to get crazier. Um, so kind of what spawned this, this question was my interview with Katie Sanchez, and we're talking about, like, hey, we've been around for so long, and we're starting to see these kids that are throwing just insanely fast and hard balls, and they're, it's hard to keep up with them. It's, it's all a good thing because that just shows the sport's evolving, but it's just like are we still sharing the court with that future? And obviously that's I feel like that's a that's a big yes. But um, my other question was, am I going to have a happy post-Elite Nationals interview and now that I understand what why no no means or why nn means, it looks like she was answering them for me. So she said yes to the generation question, no to the post interview that's happy, and then no to the OG panel. So I guess we'll just find out if we do a recap where we are with that one. That was more of a joke. Well, the the happy post elite interview will happen if one, I get my hands in some barbecue. Two, I can make I'm able happen. to actually go to the bar. 
um, three, you know, it just, it depends on, you know, if, if, if people are ready to, to roll with it. All right. Like, Meet you know, those criteria so we can have a good interview. Be there to enjoy. Like it's not life or death. Yeah. It's the end of the world. And then, uh, when are we going to complete don't the yell at okay. Jake and don't yell at Glenn? They've had nothing to do with nationals this year. So they're completely well, well, off. I take it. I take it back. Jake has been absolutely instrumental in terms of, uh, helping get the hotel and the venues through USA dodgeball. And then, um, also, you know, the, the bar, which will be announcing soon. Nice. But don't yell at Glenn. I feel like I'm going to yell at Glenn now just because. You can yell at him as a player? Absolutely. Now nah, I'll blame him for anything that goes wrong at Elite, even though it's entirely not his fault at all. He's had no no hand in it. Um, the other question was, when are we going to complete our OG West panel? Of If Kelly can stay in the same country, for one. But uh, I got go- time. Yeah, you got time. And I, I, I figured... Probably sometime right before Worlds, right after Elite. So we'll uh, we'll discuss that. And I said to Katie, you and your acronyms not realizing why means yes and means no. So good job, Steve. Sleep more. Um, yeah, this is a good one. All right. So Felix Peroni, what is your favorite region in the following categories? So we'll just do rapid fire for, for these next ones. Uh, but favorite quality player region? Uh, the quality in terms of like ability or like personality so ability because the second one is people so for the first okay. one it's ability so, so the west coast has the higher um like talent level like across the board it, 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 i'm gonna catch flack for it but until someone beats the west at nationals it's gonna stay that way fair which is a ch- which is a really good chance this year yeah uh, Quality of people is the South. I kind of had a feeling you'd go for that one. Quality of internet presence. Oh, I'm going to say the North. Yeah, I, I need a little bit more of a definition for that one. It's like, who, who's flapping their gums the most on Facebook? I, I think, like, who generates a positive internet presence? Like, it wouldn't. Like is there a quality. positive internet presence for dodgeball? There is, and um, can you link me to that group? That'd be nice. I, it's it's <laughs> um, it's Tyrell Hayes. Uh, oh, man, that guy is throwing out fire. <laughs> so there you go. Actually, I think is he is he north or east? Not only uh, dodgeball. I think he's he's east. Okay, so there you go. Quality of internet presence is right now goes to Tyrell Hayes. Uh, that man has made me laugh many a time. Um, He's made me laugh, but he's also made me feel like, I'm just like, whew, man, I wouldn't be able to get away with that. Yeah, you just know what you're going to get with him. But most of the time, I don't think it's at anybody's expense. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. So that that would be my vote. I'm going to help you with that one. Quality of your presence for that one, but quality of drinkers and partiers. Okay, so here's the, there's a very fine distinction here. So when it is a local tournament in the West, so if it is Los Angeles... The Los Angeles people leave the tournament and go back home. But if, say, we go to San Jose and we're there for the night, or Portland and we're there for the night, 
or even Phoenix, West Coast will burn a place down to the ground. <laughs> no joke. Now, the partying in the North, not really existent. Party in the South, I don't know where the South people are coming from, where they're talking about their, their crazy parties, because uh, I, I saw nothing. Um, don't get me wrong, I think they can drink. East Coast, they do great house parties, and then Joe Tats has done some great parties, and so has Kate Cairns. Um, but I'm talking about like a treasure trove of black mailable uh, uh, of holy crap, those two are together now. Um, it is all about the West Coast in terms of like dominant party scene. And if we really want to get into it, like, nah, it, it, West Coast. Let's not get into it. The party, they come to party. <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, I think we can leave that to people's imagination that it's hands down West Coast when they're outside of LA for the most part, at least the, the LA contingent. Um, when the West coast comes out to party, we've never encountered a bar who can keep up with us ever. I wonder if we'll see that. And, in we, a... and we've told bars to bring in extra people like Portland. We shut that place down. San Jose, that Hilton will never be the same and they'll probably never let us come back. <laughs> Um, I just oof. like Vegas like there were people in the casino filming us because they were like what was going on here like we took over the floor of the casino in the New York New York with like a 150 like person conga line like where does that happen dodgeball was this uh, yeah. round three yeah oh man must have missed that one. It was weird seeing tourists film us. Like we were some sort of like really crappy Cirque du Soleil act. You guys are like part of the crappy casino entertainment. Like what is going yeah. on here? Um, Sean Anderson, I've never heard of this guy, but he, I think he's trying to be funny. He said, who's Mark? I don't know. Some loser. Sean Anderson or, or that was your answer to yourself. I, I don't know who Sean Anderson is. As answer to myself. Zoom in. Can't tell what region is from either. Never met the guy. I don't know, but ask him where my money is. Noted. Kevin Fry um, asks possibility of getting an elite dodgeball store up with apparel and such. Absolutely. We've got two shirts. We're gonna debut at nationals, which will be fun. <laughs> nice. Debut or sell? debut and then make available for sale nice um hot for sure uh oh it could be cool um dominic borgia asks um how can the dodgeballs dodgeballers help make elite better um we kind of addressed that earlier um but well i I would say how can they well just in terms of like you know are we are talking about like day of tournaments or how they can make the sport better like how they can make the sport better is like, you know, if we shared more clips of dodgeball and talked about it in a positive light, 
more than just the Vince Marchbanks backwards throw clip, we'd be doing a lot better. <laughs> right. Like, nobody shares, nobody comments, nobody does anything, like, in terms of of really promoting the sport. Yeah, you can't like, just, like, I've got my hands full running it, but no one's promoting it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that answer's changed in, in the last couple of years either. Um, it hasn't. It's literally been in my speech every year, and it just keeps falling on deaf ears. So when people say, why isn't it an Olympic sport? It's, well, because we're not getting it enough eyeballs. Like, I can't go to Nike, and I can't go to Red Bull and say, look at this. 5,000 people viewed it. Like, nobody cares about 5,000 people. It needs to be 100,000 people have viewed this. It needs to be 1 million people have viewed this. That's what gets sponsors interested. Needs to be viral, for lack of better words. Yeah. Or consistently viral. Because I, I think, I mean, I've seen the Vince Marchbanks video on all kinds of different handles with thousands of views, hundreds oh, yeah. of comments. But you and... know what that's done? That's brought so many curious people to me from outside of our dodgeball sphere where they're like, and and they look at that that video through a completely different lens that I don't even want to get into now. That I was like, I've never thought of it that way. Hmm. Like NFL players going like, "Holy crap! That is a guy whipping a ball at a girl," and they're 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 blown away. And I'm like, "That's normal. That's that's COVID, COVID man. Yeah." They don't understand like they don't understand that, but that's something unique about what we have. They're like none of the other sports have yeah that's i think that's one of dodgeball's biggest assets that we don't really i don't want to say well speaking for myself mostly but that is missed is the fact that okay so you say people are saying holy crap vince just unloaded on on tanya and no that wasn't that was like recreational tournament he's having fun but that was a like an elite 8.5 or elite co-ed uh moment yeah he'd be He'd be totally unloading on her, and then that's what that's what we do. Like we, it's we we don't hold back, and it's a sport where it's 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 truly co-ed. Like it's a uh, any player can have the biggest impact on that game. There's no holding back at all, and I think that's one of the the stronger aspects about uh, dodgeball that I think is kind of just unnoticed. So the fact that people are are not appalled but just shocked that you know he flung that ball behind his back and and hit. Uh, you know, a woman that that's, that's nothing that's seen actual like co-ed yeah, vision game. So like a large majority of the people in America, they're like, that's blown unheard away of. by yeah. like, they're blown away by that aspect. So one of the, uh, captains I work with, he sent me that video. He's like, Oh, do you know this guy? I was like, actually I do. Um, and just so you know what he did to Tanya, that that's no small feat. Like she's a pretty phenomenal player. So that's kind of like a big deal in of itself. So it's just yeah. kind of breaking down the whole thing to him and explaining that she was part of, you know, Minnesota and he's from LA and it was really cool. Like just explaining to him without the, Oh, just like the movie typical stuff. Like he was genuinely curious about the backstory behind that. And I told him I'm on the opposite court playing in that same tournament and that's a recreational tournament. So people are losing their minds thinking this is a huge deal. It really isn't. It's just a time to be fun and half the people are drunk anyway. Should see an actual like event. Um, so yeah, potentials there, but Moving on to, um, 
let's see, Markel Stokes, should I put nationals in my hair? I, yeah. I would like to say, Markel, if you want to go ahead and put nationals in your hair, go ahead because it's a star and it will look like the cowboy star on your side of your head. Why would you? Oh, man. He's an Eagles fan. I know, and I could. I just realized I could have taken a picture of him with the cowboy star in there. Do it, Markel. Well, just do it. Don't listen to Mark. I'm going to edit that part out. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hunter Ford waves. And then he also says, does Elite USA, uh, I think USA Dodgeball, have any plans to grow the sport of dodgeball at the youth level? Youth being high school and younger since some yeah. high school kids are still playing. Um, Elite has no plans at doing youth and high school because Elite's function is Elite. Um, USA Dodgeball, absolutely. In fact, um, Volo City, one of the major organizations for USA Dodgeball is already doing youth dodgeball. Just let somebody else worry about that headache. Well, like it, it it's it's, you know, Pop Warner handles youth football for you know football like right now like it, it, for me to deal with, you know, hundreds of kids like it's going to take away from elite from the hundreds of kids that you're dealing with right now like we're gonna stay in our lane here yeah yeah let's uh let's worry about the the adults first and then worry about i mean it's it's, he's not wrong that the youth would be the place to go to ensure that as us older people a hundred percent and that and that's a that's a job for usa dodgeball fair enough Joe Fernandez asks, uh, which was the bigger scandal, Loudergate 2019 at West Round 3 or Dave's, uh, you know, what's at UDC? Yeah. So I'm going to say real quick. Loudergate was never even an issue. Nothing will ever beat having a TV producer approach me to tell me that my teammates' balls are hanging out. Wow. I'm assuming that was intentional on, on Benedetto. Yeah. Dave <laughs> decided to before we jumped on the trampoline to take scissors and turn his shorts into Daisy Dukes. Nothing new. I've seen him do that many times. Yeah. The problem was they were my shorts. Oh yeah. Those are gone. Yeah. I never win those again. I was going to say that the bigger scandal was Joe Fernandez getting like half of the West coast sick. Dodge um, plague, dodge plague, dodge plague gate. 20, 2015, 2016, 2014. No, nah, it wasn't 14. Was it? No way. Yeah, it was 14 because it was the very first series. Wow. Way to kick off the first series, Joe. Always ruining things. Yeah. You have the audacity to come at Mark with these made-up scandals. Um, Charles Schwery, uh, he says, ooh, this is a good one. What do you do to manage the stress of each year so that you can come back and do this all over again? Or is the answer simply pinch? That's right. I forget you play pinch. Oh, yeah. So what's for? What do you do to manage the stress? Um, God, I don't. I wish I had a better answer for you, but I don't. Just um, suck it up and deal with it. Yeah, uh, and the Habibi jersey is the favorite jersey I've ever gotten. Yeah. So he also asked, um, "How does the Habibi jersey rank in your collection? First, first, or first? So I think I yeah, heard no, first. first. Definitely first. Uh, Charles, great guy. Yep. Well, I uh, I think we made it, man. Let me just see. Circle back. 
because I, I know he skipped maybe one or two just as I saw like this thread was not ending. Um, no worries. What what is Edgar Fox's? Yeah, I'm trying to center on that one. Edgar, so Edgar Fox, uh, just because I knew this might take a little bit longer. So he had asked, is there any is there a way to cut down on the lengthy <laughs> downtime from round robin to bracket and in between divisions by having a spreadsheet program to input the results faster versus paper? Having each pod, um, it almost sounds like he's alluding to the Colello 5000. Um, I don't so, know. If so we have something exactly the same. So in the West and the North and the South and the East, we've had um, our schedules automatically perform the function of doing seating. Um, this year it's been instant. Um, uh, you know, I see some people complaining about the East, you know, that that's a question for Tim Wells. Gotcha. Um, but you know, what we have been doing, we have a new platform that we're going to launch, which is going to handle everything from registration to the wall of champions and everything in between. So nice. you'll be able to follow along live scoring where you're supposed to be and everything on your phone. Nice. And it even live streams. Like straight to like through YouTube or like, how does that yep. work for YouTube? Cool. Will we have that at nationals this year or? Uh, I'm not optimistic. I, the plan is hopefully, but we have planned accordingly. If it's not ready, um if it's not ready then we'll launch for the new year but ideally um it will take the human element out of running a tournament meaning yes. that you know if a team drops out last minute you know we can do the schedule a new schedule instantly um and that people can look at where they are on their phone where they need to ref on their phone so they're going to have their phone in their hands anyways and report scores and a lot of really fun, great elements that will, uh, you know, hopefully be the tournament running source. It's, it's quite honestly, it's, it's gorgeous um, from a, a user layout and design um, as opposed to like a, you know, Google Doc or anything like that. So it's, it's, a, it's a large step forward that we've been, we've been working on all year uh it's been a process uh it's been a long process but hopefully we're we're at the finish line nice cool yeah hopefully we'll see that and uh once the machines take over that sounds awesome um yeah so i was i actually glad i remember this question um i don't know how important it is but um because i've seen this a lot in the threads but go tape are you guys going to have that is it going to be elite branded what's the plan for go tape um so go tape i want to say i've got like 20 or 30 rolls left um that i'll have at nationals um they're they're just not able to get it to us in time bummer yeah you can rationally ration it out or just first come first serve first come first serve oh boy madhouse well, maybe maybe we'll limit it to like one roll per person. That way, we can at least get thirty people <laughs> rolls. I would take thirty rolls of go tape, please, and then I'll just yeah. resell it. 
just be super cutthroat. No, I wouldn't do that. Okay. Um, cool, man. Well, I think that's all I have. I, you know, I was thinking this would be 30, 45 minutes, but it, it ran a little bit longer, but I think we got a lot of good stuff out per usual. I think, um, again, I'm, I'm just guilty of this. I like to look at elite through, like, as I said earlier, uh, rose color lenses. I just like to think all is chipper and all is good, but I don't have half the responsibility you do. And I think people who have legitimate questions and want to know, you know, what's going on with certain, uh, maybe critiques or, or just things that they're not really aware of gives a good opportunity for them to understand that this is all coming from, you know, somebody that means well, and, uh, there's, there's thought behind what's going on versus, you know, whatever we can make up for, like we can imagine in our own right. So appreciate you taking the time, appreciate you having the transparency to talk about it. And, um, I hope that this really just hopes or helps encourage a great weekend. So can uh, I end on a couple notes? Yeah. I was just going to ask before I uh, end that just, uh, what are your final thoughts or, um, you know, a couple reminders that, um, we're at the Westlake athletic center on Friday. And then we are at St. Michael's for Saturday and Sunday. Um, this weekend is also the start of, uh, college football. And um, UT is hosting a game that weekend. So um, 6th Street, which is the street with all the bars, it's Texas' version of Bourbon Street. Oh, really? It's going to be absolutely insane. It's fun. It's it's an incredibly good time. Lots of cheap drinks. Remember, it's also a, one of the music capitals of the United States. So go enjoy 6th Street at night. Um, you know, uh, honestly the the best thing to do is 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 grab an uber with a couple buddies like you know getting to and from might be you know five to ten to twelve bucks but you got four people in the car you know it's two to three bucks a person it's easy to get around um you know the in terms of the actual playing time and everything like that you just understand that like you know we are going to be running 18 courts this weekend uh, for Saturday, um, during the main divisions. Uh, so, you know, and you know, be where you need to be, stay hydrated. Um, there's a concession stand there, you know, um, keep an eye on your stuff. You know, I, I can't, I can't be a lost and found for, for 500 people. Like there's going to be a minimum of 500 people there this weekend. So like, you know, keep track of your stuff. Like don't lose your shoes. Don't lose your water bottle. Um, keep track of it, please, please, please. You know, we are guests at these places. So like throw your stuff away in the trash. Um, you know, too often people throw like apple cores and banana peels underneath the table or underneath the bleachers. Like, please put it in a trash receptacle. Um, because it reflects on us as an organization when we go and rent these places. Um, and also remember like these venues are attached to a school. So like, unfortunately we cannot allow drinking in the venue this year. Uh, we, we, we can't do it. And I know everybody's going to want to, but you are going to ruin it for the rest of the, the people. If we get caught with alcohol. Like, by all means, go get absolutely sloshed uh, at the bars afterwards. But, like, let's keep it um, let's keep it sober and fun at the uh, – I know those two words do not go together. 
um, <laughs> uh, at the at the tournament. Just don't um, drink at the school. Everybody, everybody should have some fun. Austin is a great city. Like go tubing. There's plenty of great, some of the best barbecue in the world. It's way better than Kansas City. It's certainly a lot better than Carolina barbecue. Mm. Um, come fight me, Brett. Um, but eat food, go to the bar, enjoy your time, and let's destroy some of these bars afterwards. Let's really see who the powerhouse of drinking is. Awesome. Cool, man. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think we'll leave it there. And, and don't yell at Glenn and don't yell at Jake. <laughs> just don't yell at anybody if they can be helped. Just, yeah, yell at yourself or at the wall or something. But try to have good attitudes. And, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see you, what, Friday. All right, so that started out as a mini so, but uh, turned into a pretty much a full-length episode, and you know what? That's totally fine with me. As I said, I think in the first episode uh, back in Season 2, these interviews will, for the most part, go on as long as they have to, but um, one thing I wasn't really counting on was the amount of questions that I got, so I think the, the length is just fine, uh, especially for those of you that are flying or driving and just want something to listen to as you amp your way up to, uh, to Nationals. Um, Part of the intent of this podcast wasn't so much to generate sympathy or, um, I guess, empathy or, or negativity towards what goes into these events, but I do like the, the opportunity to reiterate that no one is making a ton of money doing this stuff, um, if anything at all. This is still a very heavy volunteer-oriented event, and I think most people that are refing are walking out with maybe $40 uh, for the work. So that being said, um, and I'm obviously talking to myself as well. It's just, uh, we're just there to have a good time, play some great dodgeball and just see how our skills and teams match up against the nation's best. And with that being said, um, for what it's worth, just, um, yeah, please keep that in mind when, when things don't go as, uh, as we would like for them to go the occasional times that they do and just enjoy the fact that we're going to all play some great dodgeball together. So, I am very much looking forward to seeing you guys um, at the Ball State booth, on the court, off the court, maybe at a bar or two. But um, if you would like to actually be part of the in-game interviews, I think I'm going to be doing some of those. Uh, Please do not hesitate to reach out to me and let me know. Um, The Nationals is a chaotic event. You want to be everywhere at once. So um, it just makes it easier if you are willing to stand still for a couple minutes and I'll get some questions out of you. But anyway... um, If you're still listening, have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your week. Have a great safe trip, and we'll see you soon.